Well, hello everyone. Thank you for coming back to another season two episode of the Josh Cast. I want to welcome you to the special edition of the Josh Cast entitled Love, Lust, and Lies. Love is deep affection, lust is sexual desires, and lies is not the truth. I want us to go on a journey and talk about all three juicy and hot topics. All right, so today's topic, I want to continue my series topic of millennial love. All right, so this is going to be millennial love part three. Okay, so we have been talking about love from a millennial perspective, and I've just been sharing uh, during this series on just my viewpoint and also my sighted. Uh, presentation from the articles that I've uh, gathered for this presentation. So let's just jump right in. So I want us to, for this one, I want to talk about how millennials come to understand and define romantic love. Also, what I want to tackle in this presentation is how romantic love shapes their present reality. Okay, so... Let's jump right on it. So there are many demographic uh, data models that have been uh, gathered in this presentation. So demographic, age, gender, race, orientation, and personal data has been developed into this. So 32% of, of people who are 22 between 25 and 36% between 26 and 29 are in this millennial data. So, when we look at love and millennials, how do we define it? So, for example, anxious or high anxiety individuals tend to have this fear towards love. Now, how do millennials... Define love. Many millennials define love in seven themes. Emotional and physical love. Connected and bonded love. Mutual slash partnering love. Or self-discovery love. Number four, mutual bond or evolution love, or indescribable fantasy love. And then another one is they don't know love, love. <laughs> so when we look at these many types of definitions, you have emotional, or the different types of love. You have emotional love, physical love, connected love, mutual love, focused love, um... In evolution love and I don't know what love is love. LOL. So when we look at all of these things, we still have to understand or try to figure out how do we define love? According to Dr. Brando, millennials in, in the world define romantic love as an energetic connection or a bond. 
uh, both emotional and physical. This is the epitome of happiness, as, as, as they say. It is a romantic partnership that embellishes mutual respect and attraction. Um, Dr. Bella said that romantic love is a connection that stimulates a person mentally, emotionally, and physically. The added physical part is when it becomes romantic. The dictionary terminology of this illuminates the emotional and physical attachment of love and its love as a verb. That definition says to feel great affection for someone, to feel love for someone, to feel sexual or romantic love for someone, to like or desire something very much. To take great pleasure in something. That's what many people would define love. Many millennials in this world struggle to define romantic love. When asked to define romantic love, one person admitted that, I don't know. I can't define it. I think it is a feeling, but I can't really define what romantic love is to me in words. This theme also surfaced in another millennial person. And Dr. Thomas Oward spoke to the death of definition of love. He said it may be that resources for love, research, and the understanding of it has been scattered and misunderstood. Well, if I can quote an R&B singer, love is, is as what love does. Love is an act of will. Mainly both an intention and an action. We do not have to love. We choose to love, as one person would say. Now, someone would reinforce this statement by saying that the commitment to love is a decision of choice. And that one chooses to actively engage in loving one's romantic partner. What I realize is that as I get older, you know, I used to think that Love was like what's in the movies, but that's not true. Love is a partnership. This is me speaking personally. Love is an investment. The commitment comes from the title that you choose. I think it's whether you're a husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. You're going to choose to commit, to share, to understand. And you're going to fight. And if you're married, have sex. Boyfriend, girlfriend, have sex. You know, and there's going to be some emotional connections and there's going to be a lot of partnerships. So it's going to be a team. Love is, is a team sport. So how do millennials know when they are in love? It's a very good question. How do you know when you're in love? Well, millennials describe being in love as being emotionally fulfilled, empowered, in a state of constant affection, and emotionally secure with their significant other. This consists of the definition by Dr. John Willward regarding the unity and the connectedness of one's partner and the feeling of empowerment through one another. So what is love? How do we define it? Well, true love is a soul connection that resonates between two people 
who respond to the beautiful beauty of each other's individuals' natures behind their facades, who you connect on a deeper level. This kind of mutual recognition provides the catalyst for true love. It is a sacred alliance who purposes to, to help each other discover and realize their deepest potential. Being in love for millennials can be expressed as a void without the other or being empty or incomplete without the other. You know, I remember one time uh, I heard somebody say, man, I love her. I said, why you love her? She completes me. I was like, mm, okay, that's interesting. She completes me. I'm like, okay, so they complete you then. Um, it is an experience when it comes to love, true love, and getting to know someone. I can understand, let me say, better yet, I can agree slash disagree with someone who says that they complete them, right? So, another question that I have is, how do millennials feel when they are in love? Um... Doing some personal research myself into this, there are many reasons, there are many understandings of how they feel when they're in love. So, number one, they feel passionate and complete when they're in love. Number two, they feel vulnerable, free, and connected. Number three, or number four... No, number three, sorry. They feel unsettled, pain, scared. Number four, they feel security, commitment, and familiarity. Number five, they feel empowered and sensual. When we look at all of the definitions of this, I want to say that again. How do millennials feel when they are in love? Number one, they feel passionate. Have you ever felt when you was in love with somebody, you felt passion? There was a passion that burst at the seams. You felt complete, like there was the glue that just just put things together. Or number two, did they feel vulnerable? You felt like it was easy to, to let, your, let your guard down, put your shield down, put the sword down, and don't fight, but just lay back into the arms of the one you love. Or did you feel pain and scared and nervousness as you were in love? Did you feel security and commitment? That's one thing we need to know. When you are in love, you have to feel security and commitment. Also have to feel empowered and sensual. Now, millennials feel love as an exhilarating state of completeness and passion and expressing a beautiful, fiery impulse. It is freeing. Connected to another person to feel this empowerment. It love feels like a thousand battle rocks in your soul. Love feels fun, happy, adventurous, comfortable, warm, kind of scary, frustrating. Tons of emotions. And at the end of the day, it makes you feel good, confident, and comfortable. When you are in love with the right person, when you are in love at all, it just makes you feel good. But you got to go back to Teddy Pendergrass's song when he said it feels good for some for, so to love somebody and for somebody to love you back. 
that's the best feeling in the world. When you love somebody and they love you as much as you love them, it's priceless. You can't even put a price tag on that kind of love. Now, when you are in love, love is beautiful. Love feels scary and uncertain. It's like skiing. It's like riding a bike blindfolded. Because you feel so good. You don't know where you're going, but you allow the road to take you wherever it feels. Others would say that love is fearful and painful. I don't know how anybody else feels, but when I was in love, I definitely did not see where I was going. But I was like, I'm just enjoying this hell of a ride. So, how did millennials learn to love? It's a good question. How did millennials learn to love? Number one, trial and error. There are so many mistakes that you can make as you find love and start loving people. Number two, parents and caregivers. Parents show you how to love. Another thing is role models and friends. Your friends can show you how to learn how to love. Media, what you see on movies, TV, pictures, commercials. That shows you how to love. And sometimes you learn by just not knowing what love is. And then number six is my favorite, self-love. Because you can't love me until I learn how to love myself. That's the truth. Because everybody always look for love. Like, I want that man to love me so much. Well, no, learn how to love yourself, baby. Learn how to love yourself, sweetheart. And gentlemen, learn how to love yourself so you ain't find, trying to find love in someone. Because that's toxic love. These findings suggest that millennials learn to love mostly by trial and error in their personal relationships and observations of their parents and caregivers' relationships. Millennials in this lesson reported that learning from bad relationships and these lessons learned better prepared them for new relationships. I can agree with that because I done had some bad relationships. I don't want to mention no names, but I done had some bad relationships. I'm like, God, please, if you... Just get me out of this. I'll, I'll treat the next woman better than the next one. And I'll treat her right. And I'll do right by her. And she'll do right by me. She won't be throwing my name in the mud. So, you know, just just you know, just saying that. Learning more and more about themselves while in relationships is very, is very important. By getting in touch with your own needs teaches you how to better love yourself. Because you can't love me until I love me. And I can't love you until you love you. And we have to love each other and the uniqueness of our connection. Can't get no help out here. Learning from your parents and or your friends is is important. Now, I would not base my my definition of love on my parents or my friends. I would base my love on just learning and growing on my own. When we think about... Love through examples. When we think about love and growing up and seeing love, it brings also an extra edge to our pinpoint of seeing how love fixes our problems and how it helps us. As I was, you know, growing up in the in my home, uh, I saw love all the time. I had very, I have loving parents. I have loving grandparents. 
I have loving family. I come from love. That's just me. I just come from a very big, huge, loving family. Because when you look at what you have in your home, you're not going to just sit there and try to find love in the streets or find love or what, because you already have love in your home. And I think that's the detriment when people sit there and say, oh, I don't need love. I don't care about love. And I don't don't worry about this. And this doesn't bother me and affect me. Well, it's definitely going to affect you because you need to know what love is. And you need to know how you can define love and how you can take that love and what you share and how to make yourself better and have a better understanding of what love really is. And I hope that as a millennial, as a Gen X or whatever era you're in, you find that true love. Now, I want to go a step deeper into this. Now, millennials needs to understand how to learn to love. And they need to learn how to define love in their present life. Now, others are scared to love because of what happened in the past. Now, I want to go a little deeper than that. A question that was raised is, does romantic love even exist within the millennial generation? Yes, it does. Love exists. Love is real. Love is powerful. Many people are afraid to love because of what happened before. And I know that many people may have had bad relationships like me, had bad relationships. And I mean, I'm like, I give up on love. Like, it's, it, don't, it don't do nothing for me. But I had to really stop and pause and park and say, you know what? Yes, I may have felt like that, but there's still somebody out there for me. Now, many millennials view love as a good thing or a bad thing. You know, so when you look at that, you have to understand that most people don't even have that kind of love in their house. Like, for an example, uh, I was talking to someone, their mom is a single parent. And so they didn't come from a traditional mother and father household. But she knew how to keep, you know, things together and happiness and safe and things like that. Many millennials who grew up in a single mother household feel empowered by watching their mothers break out of the traditional gender role box, which both provided a sense of their own ability to survive and thrive, in addition to the qualities they're looking for based on love and respect. Now, the reason why most people who come from a single household have a disadvantage is because they're so focused on they were being raised on survival. Whenever you're raised on survival, you are in the worst place because someone can easily take advantage of you and manipulate you. When you're always on the edge of, I got to protect myself. I got to survive. I got to hold myself down. Can't nobody hold. Can't nobody love me. Can't nobody do. My mother was a single mother. Whenever you do that, you just push whoever wants to love you away. I mean, that was my ex's problem. She had a nasty, you know, she got a nasty, mean old single, you know, come from a single mother household. And her mother's evil as all get up. She's the devil incarnate. So because she's, the, her mom was the devil. She got the devil in her. And that's the reason why we couldn't work because I'm an angel. All right. So um, both male and females have to understand that they have to figure out what love is to them. Because when they look at what love is and they take the time and learn themselves and grow as a person, then they can learn how to love someone else. Now, we have to re- we have to define what love is to us. 
We have to look at how love can change our lives. How love can be a positive change. Not a negative, not something evil, but something beautiful. Love is something beautiful. Love is awesome. You know, love can can make you feel good at night. Love can make you wake up in the morning and have a smile. Love can make you feel like you can just take over the world. I remember someone asked me a question. They said, man, Josh, you know, what's your thoughts on marriage and what's your thoughts on love? And I'm like, I still believe in love and marriage and the whole big old wedding. All that. I believe in all of that. That's, that's not the problem. The problem that I have is that when I meet a woman before or I've met women who don't even know how to love me. I know how to love you, but you don't know how to love me. And that's the issue. And when I have to ask for you to say, what's the problem? I need you to love me more. You can't give me that. There's no point of us being together. Let me tell you something, ladies. If a man cannot love you and appreciate you and care about you for who you are, don't be with him. Fellas, if a woman can't appreciate you being a great man and beautiful, beautiful, strong man that you want, she can't appreciate you, drop her. I don't believe in this. We're just going to hold on and just work this out. And, you know, I know I got issues and he got issues, but we're going to work. No, no, no. I'm dropping your nasty, toxic self and I'm going to move on to find somebody healthy. You're going to drop that nasty, toxic man and go find somebody else. So that's what we got to do. Now, another thing is, is too, is this is that you're not going to find who you love in wrong places. You're going to find your love in a nice place that you may not even know. You may find your love unexpectedly. So, what I want you to understand is, is that there's nothing wrong with finding love, millennials. There's nothing wrong with knowing that you deserve love. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I want a man to really love me and appreciate me. And ladies, if you found, haven't found that man, be patient. Learn how to relax. Learn how to work on you. And fellas, if you haven't found that perfect woman or the woman that's perfect for you, just wait. You know, you got plenty of time. Now, if you're over 40 and 50 and you're trying to get married, uh, Godspeed, because you know, y'all ain't got that many options. You know, just saying, you know, if you if you if you're 37, 36, your eggs, ladies, is is is, is cracked and scrambled. Ain't no ain't no egg, ain't no eggs moving. Just saying. Sorry to say it like that, but. Time has gone down, so you need to go just find whoever, cause you probably ain't got that much in life. You probably just got a lot of money, but ain't but ain't got no man. So just find love, and you'll be all right, uh, fellas. Um, you know, so your royal oats. No, I'm just, I'm just joking, but no, nah, man, love is a beautiful thing. Love is awesome. Love is kind. Love is patient. You know, so let love find you. Don't shit then try to run and rush for love. Don't try to outrun love. No, let love find you. And you never know. You might find love on Facebook. You might find love going down the street. You might find love going to a restaurant. You might find love going to a supermarket. You saw somebody who was good looking at the supermarket. You're like, man, let me go over there and get some tomatoes. I don't even like tomatoes. I'm just going to get them to because that person will be like, nice. I just want to say hi to them. You never know. You might find your love... Going, starting a book club, and somebody but like, I just wanted to join your book club. Wow, I didn't know what's your name. Da da da. Boom. You might find your love, and they come to your cookout on Fourth of July, and they and they came over and put some barbecue barbecue sauce on the ribs or something. You never know. You know your love may be someone you that's not your type. 
Your love may be somebody who is your type. Or your love might be somebody you don't even know out the blue. So wherever love is, I hope you find it, all right? I want to thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for all of my international listeners from Canada, from the UK, from Canada, from Africa, from Germany, India, uh, all over. I want to thank my listeners for listening. I'm going to continue doing this Love, Lust, and Lies series. And I would love to hear feedback and, you know, just talk to me about, you know, how this helped you out. If you want to hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, first name J-O-S-H-U-A, last name S-H-E-R-R-O-N. If you want to hit me up, uh, email me J-O-S-H-U-A-S-H-E-R-R-O-N-I-N-C at gmail.com. If you would like to, you know, support, please support our cash app, dollar sign, J-O-S-H-E-R-R-O-N. Well, that is all on the Josh Cash. You will receive a gift that lasts.